I'm Marianne Kolbisak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Errol Weiss, who is Chief Security Officer at the Health Information Sharing and Analysis Center, and Anuj Gol, a former information security leader at Citigroup, who is currently CEO of security firm Cyware. Errol and Anuj will be speaking to me about how more than a dozen ISACs are building so-called cyber fusion centers to automate cross-member and cross-sector intelligence sharing and response to ransomware and other advanced threats. So for starters, would one of you like to just very briefly describe the concept of cyber fusion centers and how they're being used for threat intelligence sharing especially in light of some of the cyber threats we've been seeing lately. Anush? So the concept of Servicing Center is not new in general. If you see, it's been used in in, in military and even telcos and large banks have built their fuel centers. But what we have uh, done and, and what we are seeing now as the security operation centers start to take shape and start to go in more becoming the next gen SOC, is where the, the server part or subfusion centers start to come into picture. The main difference, again, is, is the challenge that we are seeing in the industry, whether, you know, again, stopping ransomware attacks or any of the attacks that uh, more recently that we have seen, is to where we have built teams, have great tools and, and, and great teams, but they're more siloed and they're not able to collaborate uh, during security incidents. So that's again one major challenge that we see. Uh, other challenge that we see around where multiple disparate tools lacking the centralized automation. And that again leads to complexities or operational complexities. And third being where we are not, uh, we don't have any end-to-end service and visibility. And that is because of lack of any uh, contextualization of intelligence. This is where the service center comes into picture, where as we start to build a server fuel center within or, uh, within an organization, or bringing multiple organizations to start sharing intelligence with each other, which is something that ISACs have done very well. And, and, and uh, I would let uh, Errol cover that part. But within an organization, as you start to bring your vulnerabilities, asset, asset data, threat actors, GDPs, all IOCs into one, to gain more continuous alerting or actionable threat intelligence, situational awareness, all of those are basically benefits of building a fusion centers. And the newer concept is more virtual field center. That means you are kind of cutting the whole physical space, bringing all analysts into one under one roof, rather like, you know, again, what, what we really saw during the last Black Swan event or is still ongoing on the, on the COVID pandemic side. It's better to have like this, the same field center environment that can that be built more remotely. So, Errol, with that said, how can or how is the cyber fusion concept being used to help eliminate cross-member and private sector silos. How is HISAC's Cyberfusion Center working? And who is HISAC sharing cyber intelligence with outside of the healthcare sector? That's a tough question still to this day. I will say that uh, Anuj and I had the incredible experience of being able to work together at Citibank while we were building that cybersecurity fusion center there with a lot of uh, phenomenal lessons learned and all kinds of great accomplishments working as part of that team. And to try to take some of those lessons learned and to incorporate that in the work that we're doing here today. And so from my vantage point with Health ISAC, I definitely see that there are a lot of, still to this day, a lot of challenges on the cross-sector sharing. We're not doing as much as we could be. 
And there's some reasons for that. We can get into that. But our focus, I would say, is definitely very member centric, right? So we're, we're, we're definitely keeping an eye out for our member organizations and sharing threat vulnerability, situational awareness with them, best practices and whatnot. The cross sector, we've got some challenges with. So in terms of how the cyber fusion centers come into play, for instance, during the re- recent Kaseya ransomware incident, did it come into play there? If so, how or how could it? So the way, again, the difference between like, you know, how, what, what we're seeing, especially like, you know, the ransomware attacks that we saw at Colonial Pipeline or before that, the, the vulnerabilities that, that were exploited within, within SolarWinds or now we are seeing because of uh, product vulnerabilities in Kaseya that kind of, again, led to a ransomware attack. And in some of these cases, again, you know, the network that we are building, working with different ISACs, we are start to get those, you know, more proactively that information to members within a sector or even now, as Errol mentioned, like, you know, cross sector. So if something happening in one sector, can that same information be uh, now shared with other members in other, other sectors as well? Coming back to your, your, your question around, again, you know, how a fusion center helps in protecting some of those in general. Again, it's, it's all about, like, you know, proactive actioning of the intelligence, right? How, how you start to bring that something that you can contextualize and operationalize in your environment as opposed to always reacting to certain events. So that, that is where we see a big difference between how companies operate today and, and in future as we start to build more fusion centers as opposed to the more siloed approach being taken in, in, in organizations. Yeah, I think from my standpoint, I really see like two benefits or, or two things really working well on the cross-sector sharing here on you know those specific incidents, for example. So what I actually do best when it comes to sharing or member-driven intelligence, you know, we're seeing a good amount of intelligence that's being provided by the members, being shared, actively shared by the ISACs within their own membership and some cross-sector aspects to that too, especially when we're dealing with these kinds of large-scale events um, like the SEA. And of course, we also had the, the uh, print nightmare of the Microsoft vulnerability that happened in the, the days leading up to that too. So kind of the, the double whammy leading up into the holiday weekend. And so a lot of great information that was being shared member to member. And then cross-sector, good information that's coming, for example, from like the IT sector, um, because especially in that print nightmare, there's a lot of complexities there and still a lot of, a lot of differing opinions on, on, on which uh, patches need to be applied and then the priority of the different CVEs that were being uh, talked about. So a lot of good information coming from, from the IT sector on recommendations and mitigation, but then also uh, what impacts and what priorities we were seeing across other sectors as well that could help us baseline our response in Healthcare. In terms of how the cyber fusion centers work, how do they work? You know, how is the data collected or the information collected and then shared, Anuj? Uh, no, great, great question, Marianne. Uh, the, the way fusion centers work, again, there are three different levels that we see. One at the enterprise level. So each organization needs to build uh, a fusion center-like environment before they get ready to be part of the bigger collective defense. So before they start to automatically share their intelligence with other members or ISACs within their, their sectors, or ingest their intelligence from them and not automatically be able to action that in their environment. So that means they need, they need to prepare themselves to be able to do that. So that's kind of first level. The second level is where, again, 
uh, at ISAC level or sectorial level, uh, information start to collect within ISACs and ISACs, which let's call them hub within each sector, also need to serve or work as a self fulfilling center. That means they need to automate their environment as well. Like as one member share information, uh, it comes to an ISAC. If ISAC is not able to process it quickly, if it, it really takes six to eight hours to process, again, intelligence has short shelf life. It takes six to eight hours to process that. That's not going to help the sector. How fast we can automate within, within an ISAC and be able to share that information with other, other members. So at ISAC level is kind of a second layer, what we call it. And then uh, if you see a kind of more a layer, can that be built above ISAC and going back to Errol's point about cross-sector sharing or maybe cross-country sharing. And again, what we, we have seen so far, where there's a right intent, there, is a, there are right processes available, but the technology has been a barrier so far and, and can we cut that technology barrier or, or, or address the technology barrier to allow even ISEC to share from one ISEC to another ISEC. But again, say in, say with the same analogy, each ISEC needs to automate their environment first before they're able to share from or, or have that automated sharing from ISEC to ISEC. So these, these are three different levels. Definitely uh, uh, each level start to see different level of benefits but because if, if a fusion center is built at an organization level, then we start to see more driving collaboration within and between security teams of different silos. Um, they can start sharing more strategic or tactical or technical or operational uh, threat intelligence. They will they see enhanced situational awareness they also see uh, more, they can start sharing malware and vulnerability alerts in real time, as opposed to, again, sitting on those for many hours in one of the, one of the app applications and no action being taken. So all of those start to kind of more benefit, they start to see as they build or uh, build service centers at org level or ISAC level or above ISAC level, which needs to be done in near future. So, Errol, you had mentioned some lessons learned as you were working with Anuj at Citigroup on Cyberfusion Center, but then also, I guess, also while working at HISAC. What, what are some of the maybe one or two top lessons learned in you know, working with these cyberfusion centers and the concept that you think could be helpful to other healthcare sector sort of entities and maybe other ISACs for that matter? Yeah, I think um, kind of building on where Anish was going, I, I think that the other word I'll throw in there is kind of the maturity of the organization as part of this network of uh, fusion centers or the elements of the fusion center and maturity of those organizations that are contributing to that. And so, yeah, we all, we all strive for that automation. We want to get the humans out of the loop and let the analysts do what they're good at, which is analysis, and try to speed up the sharing of things that we can share automatically like threat indicators. And I think that, uh, you know, some of the lessons learned going back to the day there was that it's tough to get people out of their comfort zone and being willing to contribute and share in these, in these types of uh, collaborative environments and these information sharing environments, unless they, you know, they trust the network that's out there, the people, the infrastructure, because they are essentially sharing company sensitive information and they want to make sure that it's being placed in trusted hands. So trust is a big word in this, in this business. And I think that part of the lesson learned there is to, is to really work on the relationship between those organizations, people, get people together, spend time together, get to know one another, literally, 
And that will help um, in terms of getting people willing to put stuff out there that could be you know, sensitive information and know that it's going to people that they can trust and that they will do the right thing with that information. That's a big part of it. So Anuj, what's next for cyber fusion centers? What other gaps in public private sector threat information sharing are there to tackle? What's top of the list? I, I would say again, good work has been done where some organizations have started to move towards like, you know, from their SOC approach to converting their SOCs into fusion centers by bringing that again, the breaking those silos or uh, having that centralized automation in place as opposed to more siloed automation that comes with each tool or also starting to like you know bring that or contextualizing the intelligence that they receive the, the major work needs to be done where each organization uh, needs to be ready to to participate in sharing with their with their isac again going, going back to what I, I mentioned earlier where if organization is not you know their their own uh, internal processing of uh, intelligence or how they, they operationalize the intel is not mature enough, they will not be able to participate in the overall collective defense for the sector. Uh, so it's very important that each organization start to move towards and start to think of, think in the direction of how I, I'm operating my SOC and, and why large banks have built their fuel centers, why telcos have built their fuel centers, why companies like, you know, on the, on the defense contracting side have built their center. There must be a reason. And, and that's the approach, like, you know, other banks who have not done so or other healthcare organizations or energy companies, they also need to start thinking about building their fusion centers because once they do that, they will be able to contribute to the overall collective defense of the sector or in general cross-sector in, in future. So the, what next is really the, the more awareness and education needed, like, you know, what is the difference between a SOC and a fusion center? How can I convert my SOC mindset into a fusion center mindset so I, I, I'm ready to participate in that uh, collective defense? And then again, more ISEC need to also adopt this, uh, uh, what exactly what HISEC has, has done and other ISECs that we are working very actively with. Uh, they have done by automating their hub, let's call ISECs a hub. So they have automated the hub so that when a member you know, shares something, they can automatically process and be able to share or take it to other members within their within their sector. So kind of maturity that health ISEC has taken it to other ISECs also start to do it, start to do that. Then only we'll be able to remove the technology barrier and able to build that cross-sector or cross-geo layer on top of it. So that I see as really a next thing is start by like you know, each member contributing to by converting their SOCs into fusion centers and then more sectorial ISACs start to also convert their manual, manually driven uh, ISACs to more automated ISAC, and then, then we'll start to see the change from bottom up. And Errol, very briefly, anything that's next on the HISACs agenda in terms of uh, Cyberfusion Center? Yeah, I think um, what I'll add there is I'm a big fan of Cyware. We've been using the product for about two years now within Health ISAC to help out in a number of areas around curating threat intelligence and then also sharing um, information to our to our members broadly. And it's really helped quite a bit in terms of uh, the capability that we used to have to where we are today. But the thing that I'm really excited about is really there's two areas. One is the continued automation of um, sharing threat indicators with our members and being able to gather that information back from our members in an automated fashion, leveraging some of the Cyware products. And then um, as we've been talking here on the, on the Fusion Center perspective, 
the ISAC to ISAC sharing. So, you know, it's, I'm really very happy that Anuja's had success with other ISACs. And so the, the idea that we can now share between ISACs, leveraging the Cyware platform to be able to push alerts and advisories and tactical threat intelligence and, and threat indicators through the platform so that they can actually appear in front of the analyst in the final format. They just basically have to click on it and approve it and then share it with their members. So there's just a lot of great advantages there that we're looking at, at rolling out in the coming, coming year here now. Thanks, Errol and Anuj. I've been speaking with Errol Weiss and Anuj Gohl. I'm Marianne Kobasak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.